0: Frank Ling,
1: and I'm Charles Lee,
0: and you're listening to the Grok Science Show.
1: That's right, it's a weekly look at the world of science, technology, and their effects on our daily lives. Coming up on today's program, Dr. J. N. Cohn will join us to discuss cardiovascular disease,
0: so stay tuned for all of this,
1: plus the Grokatron 5000,
0: and our world famous question a week,
1: coming right up, here on the Grok's Science Show. Welcome back to the Grox Science Show. Well, cardiovascular disease is a major issue in the United States, and in the new book, Cardiovascular Health, Dr. J. N. Cohn, a renowned cardiologist, describes the biological processes leading to heart and blood vessel disease. He challenges the conventional view that risk factors such as poor diet and lack of exercise are the biggest culprits. The author, Dr. J. Cohn, is a professor of medicine at the University of Minnesota Medical School and director of the Rasmussen Center for Cardiovascular Disease and prevention. He has penned the new book, Cardiovascular Health, How Conventional Wisdom is Failing Us. And uh, Dr. Cohen, I want to thank you very much for joining us today on the Grox Science Show.
0: It's a pleasure to join you, Charles.
1: Uh, Well, it's certainly a pleasure, certainly a a fascinating book, certainly one of pressing interest for a lot of people, especially regarding cardiovascular health. I'm curious, uh, maybe first, why did you decide to write this book?
0: Well, I felt that the public was getting the wrong information about heart disease uh, from most of the media coverage leading most people to think that diet and exercise is the ma- major cause of heart, heart attacks and strokes and that uh, altering your lifestyle is a major management strategy. And that's just not right. That's, that's uh, maybe a little bit true, but it is not the major factor. Most, uh, most cardiovascular disease is a result of disease of the blood vessels in the heart and most of the factors that, that contribute to that are hereditary. So it's, it's in your genes. And, yes, you may modify it a little bit with uh, overweight and poor diet and lack of exercise, but that modification is just modest. And uh, the important thing is to know if you have inherited the likelihood of getting cardiovascular disease and if you have, the only good treatment is uh, drug therapy that we now know can lower cholesterol and lower blood pressure. And those are the drugs that we use once we identify individuals at risk.
1: So why is it that you think so much of the focus then is on these other factors, the ones that presumably aren't, aren't as important?
0: Well, these are things that people can do. And it is very important, I guess, to get people to do the, the, the obvious things that can reduce their risk a little bit. And, of course, there's nothing you can do about your genetic traits. You've inherited those. So it probably is a reflection of the idea that we want to inform people uh, as best we can to do things that will help them, but they have to recognize that the likelihood of having a heart attack and a stroke is predominantly genetic. And we understand that and can identify the early phases of the disease now with testing that we and others do uh, uh, to identify the health of the blood vessels on the heart. And if we find the early disease that is likely to progress uh, to a heart attack or a stroke, uh, our approach is to intervene aggressively with the drugs that we know can slow that progression. So uh, I think uh, the, the public has been misled in part because until recent years we weren't able to identify the early disease. So it, it wasn't of any value to understand that the early disease might be there whether you've exercised or had a poor diet or not. Uh, but now that we can with really simple tests uh, identify the early disease in the arteries and the heart, then it's time to recognize that uh, you can't cure a heart disease by eating a good diet and exercising.
1: Uh, do you think uh, not only the public but also uh, practicing physicians are promoting the new diets that's uh, known about the risk factors for cardiovascular disease?
0: Well, it's in part because the the medical profession has not yet adopted the strategy that we use, which is to test people for early disease that has not been statistically proved yet to be the the secret to success. We believe that it is. The data are not yet uh, adequate. We haven't been following people long enough yet to be certain that we can alter the course of the disease by early intervention. But I'm a firm believer in detecting early disease and many of my colleagues around the country and around the world agree with me. Uh, But that hasn't yet crept into standard practice and therefore The doctors and uh, the health care organizations and the media are jumping on uh, diet and exercise as the major culprits and the major ways to treat the disease and that unfortunately is leaving a lot of people untreated who could use treatment.
1: How many uh, genetic factors are there, are fairly common, who should be most concerned, are there certain groups? How tough is it to get these tests?
0: Well, the the, <clears throat> the first thing you have to recognize is that half of adult Americans are going to die or be disabled by a cardiovascular event. So this is very prevalent in our society, and everyone should be concerned about whether they personally are at risk or not at risk. Unfortunately, there's no genetic testing yet that can identify with any precision whether you or you do or do not have the genetic profile that will lead to heart attacks and strokes. We aren't smart enough yet to know all the genetic markers that need to be identified, and even then, we may not be able to pick out which patient has the disease and which patient doesn't. So that's why we rely on testing of blood vessel and heart health. Uh, these are imaging tests, many of them and involving ultrasound uh, involving a little exercise and blood pressure response, some photographs of the uh, blood vessels so that we can detect changes in the wall thickness, a lot of little tests. Uh, There are 10 altogether that we do at the Rasmussen Center, and these are really ways to identify the health of the cardiovascular system. We don't do genetic testing because once we find the disease is present, we know the disease needs to be treated, and it's no longer important to identify whether the genetic markers are there or not. So this represents really a new stage of our our attempt to manage disease by preventing people from getting sick rather than waiting until they get sick and then treating them.
1: As a strategy, then, how, how tough is it to do these tests? Who should be uh, concerned? Do you think everyone should get tested in, in this manner? And uh, where can they go, actually?
0: Okay. Well, those are all very important questions, and I wish I could tell you you could go to your neighborhood center and get this done. Unfortunately, uh, the testing that we do is not widely done around the country. There are several uh, s- several programs that have uh, adopted our program and our doing the testing. Uh, Most of these tests can be accomplished in any medical center, but they're not done in an efficient way in one room as we do them. Uh, our, our, Our approach is to encourage everyone over the age of 40 to get a testing done to identify early disease if it's present. It's most important in people who have a strong family history of episodes of Heart attacks and strokes, if you have such a family history, it's even more important to know whether you have inherited that uh, genetic trait or not. Uh, Anyone who has diseases which are commonly associated with uh, cardiovascular disease uh, might be tested. People with rheumatoid arthritis, which makes people more uh, likely to have heart attacks. People with uh, AIDS or who've had cancer, chemotherapy, are more likely to have cardiovascular disease. So these are high-risk individuals who should be particularly concerned, but no one is completely free of the risk, and therefore it's pretty much an, uh, an evaluation which should be carried out by everyone, every adult would ought to know that since every adult is at a 50% risk of having a heart attack or a stroke. Uh, The other important thing, uh, Charles, is to recognize that our goal in our program is to keep people alive until 100 without a cardiovascular morbid event. So we're not concerned in short term only. We're concerned with... Changing the trajectory of disease that is slowing its progression, so that you can reach an elderly age free of a cardiovascular morbid event, and I, I think that's a possibility. I think every everyone in America should be uh, at, uh, should be uh, managed in order to keep them healthy through their ninth or tenth decade of life.
1: And with such early detection, uh, what current uh, treatments, what's the sort of success rate, uh, and what does it
0: involve? Yeah, I wish I could tell you that we now have uh, uh, 50 years of experience and everybody is living to age 100. Obviously, we don't have that experience. So all we know is that the, the the drugs that we recommend using, and they're all generic drugs and they should be cheap, and uh, in fact, the, the the government should be giving them free to keep people healthy. Um, but those, those, those drugs we know can slow disease progression and we believe that if you start those drugs in individuals who have early disease likely to progress and you start it early enough which slows the rate of progression of the disease you should be able to prolong life through the ninth or tenth decade of life Uh, without having a heart attack or a stroke that otherwise is so common in our society. And uh, that requires early identification, the appropriate individual who needs to be treated and the therapy which can be effective. And, of course, I'm, I'm very enthusiastic about finding new and better drugs that can slow progression of disease. Once... That becomes a target for therapy, and it should be, but it isn't right now. But once the medical world accepts the fact that our goal should be the slow progression of early disease in order to keep people healthy, then there will probably be much more effort to identify other and more targeted drugs that can accomplish the task.
1: Better to slow it down than uh, have to treat it when it's uh, full-blown, right?
0: Absolutely. We want to slow that progression down, and we know enough about the mechanism of progression now that uh, we have should have the tools to be able to do this even more effectively than we can today.
1: What do you think it's going to take for this message to get out not only to the public, more importantly to health care providers?
0: Well, we're working on it. I can only tell you that that I and a number of my colleagues are working to document the benefit and to get the health authorities to recognize the importance of early detection and slowing disease progression. Uh, This book that I've written is aimed at really uh, in part educating not only the lay public, but the medical profession about the, the, the importance of identifying early disease and slowing its progression. So I think we're on track to get this accomplished, but like everything else, you know, it's a slow process and you can't win, the, you can't win uh, quickly. You have to plug along until we get everybody to recognize that what we're doing is rational and effective.
1: Uh, maybe you have some final words regarding uh, this issue, if you want to learn more about it, uh, where can they go?
0: Well, they can uh, go on our website, the website is cardiovasculardiseaseprevention.org and that will tell you a little bit about our program and uh, what, what you could expect if you came to be evaluated and of course we are open to everyone coming for evaluation at the University of Minnesota. Uh, And, of course, uh, my book provides a a good background on why all this is happening.
1: Well, the new book, again, is called uh, Cardiovascular Health, How Conventional Wisdom is Failing Us, and the author is Dr. and Cohn. And, uh, Dr. Cohn, I want to thank you very much for joining us today on the Garak Science Show.
0: Well, thank you very much for inviting me. Uh, I'm delighted to talk to you about it.